This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Last of Pods season one finale. Welcome to the program. I am Brandon Davis. I'm Ash Crossan, and this is it. This is the end. This is the end of the road. (laughs) I can't believe it. It feels like it's taken forever and also happened overnight all at the same time. The Last of Us season one has come to a close, which means The Last of Pods season one is coming to a close with this episode. It's been an awesome ride. And I I mean, Ash, I feel like we have to start this week by thanking everybody for the response to last week's episode. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bella Ramsey joined us. It was amazing. The response was amazing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, we killed it. (laughs) Hey, Ash, we did kill it. Uh, And honestly, there were clips from that that have gone viral. There are uh, like that's by far our most watched episode ever, uh, most downloaded. And we really appreciate everybody who supported that. And thank you to Bella for joining us and being such an incredible guest. And thank you to Trisha from ET for getting that booked for us. Uh, Really, really grateful we were able to put that episode together. Yeah, there's so many people where uh, I want to thank them later on the show, but I just want to say Trisha has just been amazing getting us all these guests and she is just integral to this this podcast and we love her for it. Yeah, and now she can finally rest. She can rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's crazy that this show has come to a wrap. So on today's show, uh, episode nine of The Last of Pods, if you've been with us for, for two months now, you know how it goes. But if you're new here, thank you for joining us. Please leave a review because we will uh, be back for season two. Uh, but the, the way this works is we're going to break down the episode. We're going to talk about how it compared to the video game. Uh, then we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, talk about the season as a whole. Have a little little message from Bella Ramsey about this finale. We, we have some insights from her, which are crazy to hear about. Uh, and then we'll take another break and we will talk about season two, what we expect based on the game. That's the part where if you don't want to know what happens in the game, you hop out. That is full spoilers for what we'll be following. And based on how accurately season one followed the game, as we now know, uh, it seems our discussion about chapter two or part two and season two might be pretty spoilery for those watching the show without knowledge of the video game. Yes. Let's dive into this finale. Overall, before we get into the nitty gritty, what did you think of the finale? Honestly, I thought it was, I I liked it a lot. And I liked it a lot watching it the second time. I watched the very unfinished version like two months ago. And I was shocked to see people stacked on top of each other, acting like a giraffe in front of a blue screen. But then they actually had a real giraffe in the close-up shot. But it was great. It was crazy. And then watching the finished version, I mean, I just think it's really good. There's a couple things from the game I wish they didn't take out, which we'll get to. But overall, like they really do convince you. Like Ellie's probably dead. Like it just seems like the fireflies have taken Ellie. Joel just has no choice but to leave. And based on how this show has gone to this point, you're just like, wow, they're they're taking Ellie. And even though I've played the game and I know how it goes, I'm sitting there like, wow, really, this does an incredible job of showing you how much Joel cares about this little girl. And then does a good job of showing how kind of unhinged Joel has become because of this relationship and this determination to protect Ellie, which I you know know has to be fueled by the loss of Sarah. This is a, this this plays like a greatest hits almost of the whole show, mm-hmm. full circle moment. And I thought I think it's a brilliant finale. That said, there's still like I like I just said, I, I, there's a couple things from the game I wish made it into this. But overall, just a a really good really good finale. I thought it moved very fast. It's only a forty minute episode, yes. which for a finale is very quick. That being said, you know I was watching it. And I was like, wow, we have fifteen minutes left of this episode, and we are just now getting to the hospital. That felt unreal to me. But then I guess when you go and play the game, it also moves very fast. It just doesn't feel that way when you're playing as Joel. I also thought the whole, you know, Joel essentially going on a shooting rampage hit very different in the show than it does in the game. Because in the game, you're playing as him, and I think you you feel him a little more when you're playing versus like when I was watching this, I was like, Oh, this is like very dark and kind of disturbing moment. Yeah. There's that moment where he gets in the elevator with Ellie, uh, where he's carrying her and it feels like the weight of it kind of hits him and it hits you. It hit me at the same time anyway, where it's just like, he's, it's like, I, Oh, I did that. 
I just killed all those people. This is irreversible. This is some heavy stuff that just happened. And it's almost like a, well, no time to regret it now. Yeah. For Joel. And it's it's similar in the game how that kind of happens. But like you said, when you're playing as Joel, you buy into it even more, I think, at least for me. And then watching it in the show, it, it did feel fast. When we were 20 minutes in and just getting to the giraffes, I was like, wait a second. I know the hospital's coming in this episode. So in a 43-minute episode, how are they possibly going to fit this in? And they do. It just felt it, it, it. I never felt like Joel was in danger in that hospital, and in the game, you die quite a few times. Quite a few times, yeah. Yeah, it's I, hard to get out. I wonder if emotionally, like for me, emotionally, it hit a little different in the show than in the game. I feel like in the game, I was I felt such a sense of grief when I was done playing, whereas like in this, I was just like, okay, maybe because I already knew what was going to happen, but yeah. it did feel a little different for me emotionally. Definitely felt different. Maybe I also think we've grown up. And I think, uh, you know, when, when we played this game, it was 10 years ago. Like, I remember playing this game. I was a different person. It was much easier to take the the side of Joel and just say, like, you know what? I'm gung-ho. I'm saving whoever I want. I don't care about the cost. And now you're older. You think about the other people. You think about the people Joel has hurt. You think about stuff like that as you grow up and you become, you know, a more thoughtful person. At least that's how I've uh, so I've tried to grow up. And uh, it's, it's interesting when you have that perspective. And the way the show does it, the show also... I think sets it up even stronger to show you Joel's decision and the weight of it more than the game even did. And the game does a good job, but I feel like they really emphasize how irreversible and heavy of a decision Joel makes. Like he really screws the world possibly. And now it's not a guarantee that there's a cure if they take, you know, the parts of Ellie's brain, but he really robs them of that option, that opportunity in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's dive into all of the details yes. of this episode. So the episode kicks off with something that doesn't happen in the game at all, which is a pregnant uh, Ellie's mom, played by Ashley Johnson, um, who's running from an infected, gets bit just before giving birth, cuts the umbilical cord, um, and it's kind of the backstory to how Ellie is, I guess, immune. But what was so interesting to me is this episode just kicking off with Ellie in the game's voice and just hearing it and being like, that's Ellie. <laughs> soon as I hear Ashley Johnson talk, I'm like, that is Ellie. That is the Ellie voice that I have known for years. And then it, it, it's really interesting because I feel like Bella and Joel, like Bella and Joel, Bella and Pedro, they really are Ellie and Joel. And I feel like it, it, there's really just two different versions of this story. Even though they're so close, they're both told so well. And the actors who portray both versions of these characters are so good that I'm, I really feel like I can I am now able to fully differentiate Ellie and Joel from the game and Ellie and Joel from the show. Yeah, and they're both unique and very, very good. But as soon as Ashley Johnson started talking, I did have that same feeling. Oh, wow. That that is the Ellie, like almost like a, that's my Ellie. But Bella's also my Ellie. So I don't you know. No, I, I totally I totally get what you're saying. And then so this is kind of just like it's so interesting because in the game we just know like the virus is mutated inside of her. They have this idea to kind of cut it out. The doctor's a little more like, I think assured that this procedure is going to work. This explains Ellie's immunity. So I guess if this happens to somebody else. Is this kid going to be immune? Right. I, I'm so curious and I would really love to pick, you know, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann's brain. And I'm sure they do one of those non-answers where it's like, well, you know, Joel took that opportunity for us to find out or something to leave it open-ended for the sake of conversation. But it does seem like if a woman is giving birth and she gets bit right as that baby's about to pop out, the immune, the just the just the right amount of cordyceps will go into that new living being and make it immune, I guess. Uh, and I thought that to be really interesting. And the way that Marlene is involved in that scene in the show really connects some dots that are never connected in the game because Marlene references Ellie's mom in this scene in the game, and there's never really any information about her mom getting bit, how her mom died, any of that stuff. Uh, and this really fills in those blanks in a really interesting way that I do think is clearly as close to clearly as possible saying, this is how someone becomes immune. Yeah. Not that it really matters because I don't think people are just, I don't think pregnant women are going to be lining up to get bit while giving birth. So it's like, that's I a good know. point. But like, you know, I just feel like Marlene kind of being there and like knowing it, can you just yeah. repeat this information? I don't know. Whatever. And Marlene is the same actress from the game and the show. The only person who made both. 
Yes. And she, I remember watching the first episode and being like, wow, this is a really good Marlene casting. And then I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> wow. This is so accurate. That's Merle why. Dandridge is doing such a good job playing Merle Dandridge. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it is her. So Joel and Ellie are making their way to this, this Fireflies hospital. And this is like this shift in Joel that we've seen where he is so excited for their future. And he offers to like teach her how to play guitar. And Ellie is just like, mm. Maybe. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> so let me ask you something about that scene. Do you think in the game, Ellie being kind of down here feels like she's getting nervous about the fireflies, which I think is still kind of true. But also, I think that that's kind of like we asked Bella about this last week. What impact is this encounter with David going to have on Ellie, who has been this relentlessly optimistic, this never shuts up character? I felt like that was fallout from the David encounter. Like that is the trauma she experienced kind of subduing her personality a bit. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, that's the first time that we've seen her lose her optimism. And I don't know in the game, it's interesting because she's a little more receptive to their future. She's like, ask Joel to teach her how to swim because that's a big sticking point in the game is that she can't swim. Mm -hmm. Um, in this, in the show, though, she is like just does not seem receptive to a future with Joel at the moment, or maybe doesn't think there's going to be one. Yeah, and you mentioned the guitar thing. Um, he does say, you know, obviously that's a big part in part two, Ellie and the guitar. We'll talk about that later. But uh, in the game, there's a moment where they stop at the side of a bus and they see a plane on it, and Ellie kind of talks about a conversation like, "I've never been on a plane. Isn't that so weird? You know, people used to fly and stuff." And uh, Joel kind of describes flying a bit, and it circles back to that moment in the show where they saw the plane in the field. It's like, okay, well, maybe that is where they got that uh, that inspiration for that scene is from this late in the game moment. It's not a cutscene. You're just playing as as Ellie and Joel walking across a highway in Salt Lake City and you see the plane on the side of the bus. So I thought that was cool. And then uh, there's the bit where Joel's wanting to boost her up mm-hmm. to go get a ladder and she doesn't come. Um, and it's the same thing in the show, just a different location. And then ultimately when they boost her up, Ellie gets pretty excited by what she sees up there. Yeah, let's dig into the giraffe moment. And it is the same too. The ladder falls and Joel's like, Ellie, what the heck? And then gets up and she's so excited. And it is just, the giraffe has obviously been a motif throughout the show. I think there's probably a giraffe hidden in every episode. I don't know for sure, but there was a bunch of them. There's like stuffed animals and and uh, paintings and artwork and stuff all throughout the show. So now we're getting the giraffe moment, which is just this final moment of beauty in the show and in the game. And it's also the the don't, we can't turn back moment. Like it's, this happens in a lot of video games where they're like, this is your point of no return. This is going to be the big final boss battle or whatever. Um, And it's just like this beautiful moment where they have this conversation about like whether or not they should turn back or keep going. And Joel is like, we could go back and live with Tommy. And Ellie is like, no, we've already come this far. I know what my purpose is and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, every part of me was just like, just turn around, just turn around, just go back, just go. Live. That's when I, that's when I closed my laptop and I was like, wow, what a beautiful ending. What a wonderful ending to the last of us. And, <laughs> but really you just know whenever there's a moment of beauty, there's a moment of horror, not far in this world. Uh, but there's more horror in the game though, because leading up to the hospital, there's a huge challenge of going through this tunnel where there's tons of infected Mm-hmm. quite a few clickers and a trio of bloaters and at this point in the game you have a flamethrower and you have all kinds of weapons and you have to go through everything in your arsenal to get through it this huge encounter going into salt lake city to go through the follow the signs to the medical center to go towards the hospital and you have to go through it and you go underwater and all this stuff and it's a it leads to a very different first encounter with the fireflies because rather than the moment I'm sure we're about to talk about with Ellie and Joel talking to each other near the Fedra camp, they get sucked underwater in this current and Ellie gets knocked unconscious and Joel goes underwater to go save her. And when he comes up, the fireflies are there and he's like, I got to get her. I got to save her. I got to save her. They hit him with a gun and then mm-hmm. he wake up in the hospital. It's very, that's not, it's really not how it goes in the show at all. No. And, and we've, you've brought this up the whole pod that there is just not, nearly as much infected in the show as there is in the game we got one in this episode it was a flashback so there's just not a lot they've walked the city streets so many times and i i actually saw a very interesting comment on the youtube uh video from last week's uh interview and i really appreciated this comment somebody was talking about how i i think i complained that there's not a lot of action two weeks in a row um and they were saying well you don't need action to progress the story and that's true 
both of the last two episodes really did progress the story. Specifically, episode seven, I think, is what's in reference uh, because there was really no action in episode seven. It was Riley and Ellie and then a, maybe a couple of gunshots going off with the infected coming at them. But thematically and character-wise, it advanced the story. It informed us to Ellie and why she is the way she is. Yeah. That said, I still want to be entertained and see these moments from the game and this infected in this world and how scary it is and how dangerous it is. They have walked through city streets so many times and have acted like there's no threat of infected coming near them the only threat is if a human is nearby and that often leads to conflict like it culminated in episode five for this crazy big blowout with humans and infected but i do feel like you know walking through salt lake city the walking dead does it really well even when the zombies stopped being a threat because they were easy to put down because people have been in the apocalypse for so long they would at least still have them stumble up and just get a knife in the head and be put down like, I, I do think that the infected clickers or something like that coming along, just being even sprinkled in, but but uh, maybe even adding a 10-minute action piece, set piece, to this finale would have been good. But at the same time, I see how if you add a 10-minute set piece with infected and then you have Joel shoot up the hospital, that might feel like a peak in the middle rather than a peak at the end. So I'm, there's a reason I don't write this show. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sitting here saying what I what I. No, I, I get it. There's, like, arguments for both sides. I just think... Like, I don't really mind there not being a ton of infected. Like, I I get it. Like, it's the people are much scarier and all of that. But I do think if we had more infected, it would kind of lead more into, like, why they can't just, like, live out in society. Yeah, like, it just seems (laughs) like they can go through the streets and go through buildings and all this stuff. And there's really no, there's such a minimal threat of infected. So why aren't they just restarting the world? Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. So- You mentioned something about the the Fedra camp when Joel and Ellie have this kind of dark conversation. I don't correct me. This does not happen in the game, right? This is in the game. It's there's a it's a it's a more much more abbreviated because it's the first time I recall in the game that Joel actually answers a question about Sarah rather than saying "Don't talk about her" because Ellie says like "Were you you know you came here on day two was Sarah with you?" and Joel is just like "No, she was already gone." And he, it's like the first time Joel has actually warmed up to the idea of talking about Sarah with Ellie. And this one, he talks a little bit more, but then he adds to it a lot more by saying. Yeah, this part where he says, yeah, where he says somebody shot him and he f- missed. And then he was like, oh, I'm the person that shot at myself and missed. Yeah. I, and I I really enjoy these layers they're adding to Joel here uh, because losing Sarah would be terrible like i'll tell you man i really identify with joel throughout the show for better or very likely worse because losing sarah like you basically lose your entire world and then you literally lose the entire world so i i understand how somebody could go from that mentality to that mentality of like well what's the point why bother continuing but then it's like that's such a hard thing to follow through on i imagine that like it's just he he was ready to end his own life and then decided not to because he missed like it's just like he but he was pretty much ready so i don't know i really i i i i really like the depth they're adding to joel here and it emphasizes why he makes the decision later in this because it's just like when you've been that low you never want to be that low again and almost you'll go to any extent not to go there Mm -hmm. the, the cost joel pays is all these people in the hospital which is terrible but it's like well I don't know. The man's been the man. The man kind of has been through it, so he he's a product of his own trauma. Yeah, and he feels like he finally has something to live for. And then her purpose is a little different than his. So we mentioned him getting knocked out. Joel wakes up in the hospital. Marlene's sitting in front of him. Um, immediately asks about Ellie, and then this conversation happens that you know the whole show. Ellie and Joel talk about how they're going to get to this hospital. They're going to extract her blood, and then they're going to find a cure. When the reality is that. They need to extract what is in her brain, which means they need to cut into her brain, extract these cordyceps to reverse engineer a core, a cure, which would mean killing Ellie. And Ellie wasn't told this. She's kind of being prepped for surgery put under. Joel isn't told this. It's kind of a decision that like Marlene and the Fireflies have made, although we know that Ellie would have made this decision herself. Yeah, and actually, we asked Bella this, and that's part of the clip that we're going to have coming up later in the show. We we asked Bella what Ellie would have wanted, what she thinks. So I'll let Bella speak for Bella. Please stay tuned to Last of Pods. It's just, just a few minutes away. Once we're done dissecting this episode, we'll tee that up. But yeah, I mean, I do feel like like Ellie would have made that decision. Like It's obviously more difficult when you're staring down the barrel of that gun, and it's like, okay, listen, this is your final moment. You probably might save the world. Might. 
it's a chance, but if you don't, you certainly won't, but you'll get to survive. Mm-hmm. So I still feel like Ellie, this whole, the whole, everything Ellie says, like right up until the point when she says to Joel, when they're looking at the giraffes that she has to do it, that like, this is kind of like her whole purpose. Like, I think she would have made the decision. Yes. Do yeah. It. And in the game, there's a moment where like Marlene, it's, it goes a little differently in the show where Marlene's like, what would Ellie have decided? And he's like, she would have done this and you know it. And Marlene's right. And it, and there's like, Marlene is a character that like she doesn't show the emotion, but when they add the backstory of her knowing Anne or Anna, uh, mm-hmm. Ellie's mom in the show, and you get to really see that and like how hard it was for her to go back in that room and put her down. And that she literally was there for Ellie's birth and she helped her get to Boston and put, kept an eye on her and all this stuff. It That adds weight to Marlene's side of this. She's like a Princess Leia. She like runs the rebel group and has hope. (laughs) What would Leia have done though? Would Leia have let a little girl die for this? I don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That's 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 tough. So then Marlene tells Joel like he doesn't have a say in the matter. Uh, Fireflies can escort him out, and if he tries anything, shoot him. Like she's a little. I guess yeah, she's a little darker than Leia. And then Joel makes a choice. (laughs) And in the game, when when they're walking Joel out. He sees on the counter, like kind of, I guess, like what would be like a check-in counter at the hospital, uh, a gun and Ellie's backpack, which seem like the final motivator that he's just like, all right, you know what? Forget it. I'm doing it. So before he gets the stairs in the game, he turns around, throws an elbow. The gun goes over his head and he grabs a gun and shoots the, the guy and wants information. And instead that happens in the stairwell. Yes. And this, I mean, I mentioned this at the beginning, this hospital rampage to me is like a dark shooting rampage versus in the game, you feel a little more justified and you're like, well, these people are killing my little daughter and I'm going to go, I'm going to take them all out and get my daughter. Or in this one, it just, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's our growth, but like, you just really are like, wow, these are just. Well, I find it interesting that they made the Fedra soldiers such dicks. Like they were like, why were they so mean to Joel when they were escorting him out? Like, because we needed to accept that those guys were about to die. Like they were pushing them, which like, why are you stopping? Go, go, go. Like if those, if oh, the we, fireflies, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. The, what did I call them? The Pedro soldiers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The fireflies. That's my mistake. Uh, when they were pushing them out, like they were just rude and they were like abusing their power. They were not so different from what we understand of the Fedra soldiers. So if they had made them a bit more like, man, I'm really sorry, but I have to do this. That would have added even more weight to what Joel did. But instead it was like, this guy's a dick anyway. He's pressing his gun to Joel's back and shoving him down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, oops, he's dead. And then when Joel shot that guy, said, where is it? The guy was like, I don't know. He's like, I don't have time for this. Bang. I was like, oh, oh. Joel, that that is John Wick, and Bella is the dog. Yeah, because I think Ellie it, is the dog. I think in the game, like you can avoid some of the people and like sneak you, past them. In this one, he kills literally every single person. Sans those two nurses. In the game, I killed the nurses. I'm not gonna lie. I did too. I think because I didn't, I didn't know that I had a choice. <laughs> I don't know. In the game, you walk in, and if you press triangle, you stab the doctor in the neck. And it kills him. You don't shoot him. You stab him in the neck, but you can shoot him. Yeah. So, but I, you know, that's interesting that there's a multitude of ways to do that because that factors into part two, but we'll talk about that later. It, it, yeah. In the game, you have, you have like some choices, but the doctor dies regardless. It's just like, you can hesitate for a while. He'll talk to you for a while. Um, and, but you do ultimately have to kill him. When I played the game and I've mentioned this before, I was just, in it and i walked in and shot him without he i didn't even hear what he had to say i was just like boom boom um blah 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 and i feel i feel bad about it <laughs> do you no do you, you talk no. about it so proudly am i proud i was just like i didn't i don't know i just didn't realize that you had you could hesitate <laughs> yeah and then well then what follows is you take her you take ellie off the table is joel and you 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 have to like hustle out of this hospital because more fireflies are in pursuit whereas the show just completely cuts that part out with like the red lights going and the alarms going off it just cuts straight to getting in the elevator i wish they didn't cut this out at all because this to me is one of the 
most emotional moments. He's carrying Ellie. Everything's red. Sirens are going off. People are coming at you. You can't defend yourself because you're holding Ellie. He's literally saying to her the whole time, we're okay, baby girl. I got you, baby girl. We're going to get out of here. I got you. I got you. Like seriously, like a dad protecting his daughter. And it is, I think the most emotional moment of the entire game. And it's, I, I hate that they cut it out. Yeah, I'm curious why that got cut. Like, is it just like they didn't believe Joel could run with Ellie without getting shot? I took that scene in the game to be like, well, they're not shooting at him directly anymore because they can't risk shooting Ellie. Yes. They need to protect her. So like, they could have had that, but maybe they just didn't want to have a whole bunch of fireflies out there, left it open-ended uh, for the future. That's a good point, yeah. I'm not sure, but it, I agree with you. That is one of the most emotional points. And you're playing that. I, I that is one of the video game scenes that I would have like was the most just sucked into emotionally mm-hmm. as I played it like more than anything I've ever played before I think in a video game like that scene right there was just like this is what this is the culmination of the game you can feel it and you're running out there with her she's got her arm hanging down just where you can see the bite like nice touch by the game developers yeah it the was, music is like crescendoing it is just, yeah. yeah 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 so then they go down the stairs. Marlene is there in the ele- at the bottom of the elevator, uh, and it's all this this from this point forward. It's pretty dead on with the game. Yeah, yeah. The confrontation is is the same. Um, Joel, they have this you know kind of conversation of like, what would Ellie decide? It's not your decision. It's not yours either. What would have Ellie decided? And I think we both know that answer. And then Joel shoots Marlene. And this is so dark because Marlene like begs for her life. And Joel just says, you just come after her and shoot her and shoots her in the head. Sure does. Sure does. And then uh, we're cut to the the truck on their way to the settlement. Ellie is pretty sad. But this is where I felt like Joel got a little bit unhinged because the the, the way he lies to Ellie about like I get like parents are going to lie to kids. It's going to, you know, sometimes you got to they're going to do that. But the way he lies to her is tough. It's he tells her, you know, he he takes everything away from her that she thought was special about herself in what in the words he uses. And that's harsh, man. That's harsh. And Ellie gets sad about it. She just rolls over in her hospital gown and faces the cow, the, the back of this the back seat of the truck. Yeah. She's like, well, if you're Joel, I don't really know what else you do in that situation. Uh if you're honest, you know Ellie's gonna pretty much hate you, I assume. And if you're not, then you're not. And which one's worse? Hard to tell. Yeah, this part is so interesting because like they obviously he lies to her. He's like the doctor stopped looking for a cure. There's a bunch like you. They couldn't find it. Raiders attacked the hospital. Wasn't me. Um, but then they get they head back to Wyoming where Tommy is. They start hiking and Joel is like all smiles. He's so excited for their little life together. Ellie is bummed out. He's like talking about Sarah. She would have liked you. You're funny. And like Ellie's expression, this whole scene just kills me because she's so clearly just like bummed, unsatisfied, but also suspicious kind of, I, she knows, I think that Joel has lied to her and Joel is so happy. Joel is like weirdly happy, like him talking about unhinged happy. (laughs) That's where it really settles in that like Joel doesn't even kind of feel remorse for what happened. Like he's just like you would like. I mean, maybe he does. I'm not saying Joel is like this heartless. Like clearly he's got a heart. He wants to protect this girl at least. But when he's talking about you guys would have got along, it's just like man, he's doing his best to just put this away, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, he's He's suppressing. yeah, he's acting like nothing nothing weird happened here, nothing wrong happened here, nothing awful. Like he didn't just shoot up an entire hospital worth of people who could have possibly helped rebuild the world. But that said, in this world, it seems like they could just rebuild the world anyway. Um but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's a phenomenal ending though. Like, and this is like if there was no season two, this would have this ending makes for what would be one of the most incredible stories in a video game ever. And one of the best told stories in like an, uh, an event series on TV. But then there's part two, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. But I do think as a whole, it's a, it's a brilliant story. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this co- final moment, too, where, uh, you know, Ellie has this confrontation with Joel where she's like, hey, wait, like promise. You know, and, but she talks. She mentioned something. She talks about Riley in the game and she's like, my friend died in this one. She essentially admits that she killed Riley, which we asked Bella about. We didn't really know. Um, but there's something missing from here that kind of bugged me because it's my favorite moment in the game is when they're having this moment and Joel holds his watch 
And he's like, you're not the only one that's like had loss. And he doesn't do it. Mm, I didn't notice that. That's true, though. The watch was the watch was so present in the game. Like you were always conscious of that watch and what it meant to Joel and why it meant that. And I don't feel like the watch ever since like the third episode has really meant that much ever since Ellie made the one offhand remark, like your watch is broken, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And, and uh, I don't feel like it's been a huge factor. The watch was a kind of constant reminder of Sarah throughout the whole, you know, however many hours you play through the game. Yeah. That's it. Now that, now that it's not there, I'm pissed. Now, <laughs> now, now I'm pissed. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's an interesting thing that the detail that they removed it, but maybe it's just one of those things that they just had a take where he didn't do it. And they liked the take. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge deal, I guess, but I remember in the game that being such an impactful moment for me. Um, But all in all, wonderful show, wonderful ending. I am grieving. (laughs) We'll chop up the season for a few minutes in just a little bit. We're going to take a one minute break right now, guys. And we come back, we have an exclusive interview uh, segment with Bella Ramsey about the finale, about where Ellie's at at the end of the show. Uh, And we'll roll that for you before we roll into some season one as a whole discussion. And then we will take another break. And then at the end of the show, we'll talk about what you should expect in season two of The Last of Us. See you in a moment. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to The Last of Pods. Without further ado, we promised you an interview segment with Bella Ramsey talking about the finale of The Last of Us. And I think we should all take a look. Enjoy. I have to ask, I remember playing the game for the first time and the ending of the game and getting involved in the conversation about the end of the game online and just seeing the reactions and being like, listen, first of all, I'm just going to say I- I'm team Joel's decision. I I, I think I-, I get it. I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing, but then it-, it ends in both the show and the game with Joel lying to Ellie. Like I get why he did it. And he says, I swear. And Ellie's like, okay. And they go to, they go to, you know, live with Tommy what in the show in your opinion being ellie in that moment what does ellie believe him what what is she thinking i don't think ellie does believe him like at her core i don't think she does but she has to force herself to believe him enough to because it is the the thought of him it not being true is too painful uh so i think that she like forces herself to to believe him and like buys into her own delusion because she has to for her own sanity. Uh, but I think deep down she's always had a feeling. I'll be honest. That is like my coping mechanism too. Like I get that Ellie, like if it, if it's going to yeah. hurt, just don't think about it. Just try yeah, not. Healthy. Yeah. That's so healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so healthy. <laughs> what do you think? Cause during the show, She's like wanting to help people so much. She like rubs her blood on Sam, but then she also thinks that they're just going to take her blood and find a cure. She doesn't really know that their plan is like, we have to kill this girl in order to find this cure. What do you think Ellie would have done given her own choice in the matter? Do you think that she would have sacrificed herself? Ellie definitely would have sacrificed herself. Like to her, that's her purpose. Like that's the reason that she's alive like as soon as she found out the news that she was immune and like possibly held the key to to providing a vaccine for the world like that's when she felt for the first time that her life mattered um so i think that the idea that that would be taken away from her is it's not even on the cards for her like given the choice i don't think she'd even think twice she would she would do it every time 
That's that's so brave and honestly, like, because it's not even a guarantee. And we all feel like, yeah, Ellie would still, on the chance, sacrifice herself to help to to maybe help people. It's that's I, I love the character of Ellie so much. Oh my gosh! Uh, now, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's so cool that you get to play this character. Uh, the, 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 I just talked about the end of the first game and the reactions to that. The start of the second game gets some insane reactions. And I remember I was like, I'm not, forget it. I'm not playing this game. And then I played it and I was like, my goodness, that was one of the most masterfully told stories I've ever seen. And it needed that inciting incident with Joel and Abby and all. Do you, I know you guys know that that happens in the game. I don't know what's coming in season two and all that stuff, but what's it like? Like, what is, what is the vibe? What does Pedro think of that? What does Bella think of that, of this possibly doing a lot of the show without Joel? Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in season two? I actually don't know. I'm saying that I have sat in, sat in on some writers' rooms, but like, I still don't know what they're like hatching up. But um, I, it would be weird doing it without Pedro, like for a lot of it. Uh, it would be sad, but I think that also works. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, but. It would be weird for sure. Because like like I said, like my experience is so tied to him. Is there I something? Guess it, so I, say that I guess it continues to be, and that's the point. Like it continues to be tied to him in his absence. Yeah, you're mirroring Joel and Ellie. For real. Yeah, yeah right. Is there something you're really actually looking forward to that's in the second game, whether it be like the relationship with Dina or Abby or anything like that? Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the relationship with Dina. I think that's going to be cool. Um, I think it's going to be it's really sweet, and it's it's like a nice. I just I'm glad that Ellie gets that, you know, because of what happened with Riley, and I'm glad that she is able to like have a like a, a good relationship, and it like not end tragically for a while. Uh, yeah. Like, it, <laughs> um... I, I'm trying to think about what happens in the second game, but yeah, I know it doesn't end well, even does it? But like, at least she gets to deal with it for like she gets to experience it for longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm imagining all of us like the emotional roller coaster we're going to go on watching season two inevitably based on like how emotional this first season was, and then I'm just like, wow, you have to go do this. I mean, I, I'm wishing you the best of luck, and honestly, I'm so grateful that they put you in this role and that you're doing, you're getting the opportunity to do such a great job with it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm wishing you the best for season two and whatever's next for you guys. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah. Thanks. I can't wait for it. I can't wait to do it and for you to see it eventually. Thank you, Bella. Bella's the best. We'll talk about the little vacation that Joel goes on in the, in the, at the end of today's show, why, where he goes and all that stuff uh, in the spoiler section of the show. But overall, she said it, Ellie doesn't believe Joel. Yeah. And she would have done it. Yeah. Ellie has spoken. Ellie has spoken. Yeah. All right. Well, no need for us to, we, 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 we spoke so much and we, she spoke for herself. So now I think we could take a look back at season one. Uh, my favorite episode is episode five. What about you? Ooh. I mean, the last episode eight was the darkest for sure. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I might be with you. Episode five just had a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It had the emotion. It had the the clickers. It had the whole thing. It was so good. Um, I guess that character was kind of inconsequential, huh? But also, you know, episode three, Bill and Frank. Yeah. Give that one an Emmy. That one was a movie in its own right. Give it an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, no, it was the uh, Nick Offerman and then um, what was his name? Murray uh, Bartlett. Bartlett. Bartlett, yeah uh they the two of them together were brilliant i thought that episode was fantastic and it was it was at a good time for the show too uh, taking like a side like not like going off from the main plot for characters who are just in this one episode worked really well back in episode three and i really liked what it did to enrich the world of the last of us i really miss those scenes from like the first two episodes and episode three had this as well where you'd see like the, the that that day one day zero day one mm-hmm. day two uh it's crazy to think about how far this show has come like gabriel luna and pedro and uh nico parker just riding that pickup truck through austin through or that's whatever that was outside of texas austin yeah 
and then all of a sudden here we are we've we've already completed the hospital arc it went by so fast i feel like but i guess it was nine weeks it just feels like it went by so fast that's crazy and the viewership keeps going up every week i mean it's 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 been a hugely successful show um but yeah, there's so many standout moments. And I do think that the story was masterfully told. I'm telling you, I know some people in the comments disagree with me. And this is not a strong criticism. This is not something I feel crazy passionate about. But if for the sake of trying to find things to criticize, I do think that making the world feel more infected and more deadly other than just the humans who are in there because there's less humans would have been the only thing that could have really made this show even better for me. Like, I just think that was a factor from the game that made it feel really immersive and apocalyptic that was missing here. That said, the character work in this show is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, so there's the, it, it uh, I think the show is very good. It did, it did seem like in more remote areas, there was no reason why you couldn't leave the QZ, but whatever. It's like picking, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the QZs would be fallen, but it's like, why there's nothing here that's really disrupting it in the show. It's not like, you know, when you're going through the sport, I have no problem with spores not being in the show. I think that would be neither. You know, it's too complicated. But then they did a thing where, you know, you step on one and you wake them all. And that was only a factor like once or twice. I guess I think it's like, yeah, I think when you're in like a city, they're freaking everywhere. And then once you get out of that, they're not really around. I don't know. Because even like when Bill and Frank were, they were like this, it's like too, or when they were camping, they were like, it's too remote for infected to be out here. That's not what we have to worry about. Yeah. Think about how many characters we lost this season. Tess, Sam, Henry, Yellow Jackets. (laughs) Yellow Jackets. (laughs) She was so, she was so inconsequential, but she made for one of the best, uh, the best moments. Um, OG Tommy, OG Joel, OG Ellie, like... (laughs) David Rip, that guy, we don't miss him. Uh, but there's there's a big death toll on this show in this big season. Big death toll. And this season two death toll is gonna be wild. And yes. if they follow the game, it's gonna be much more personal the way they kill people and uh then kind of make you feel like the things you feel about it along the way. It's a huge death toll and it is a, a wildly masterfully told story even if it infuriates you at times. So I think we could take our last break here and go to that. Is there anything else? Yeah, bef- I think before we break, I think we have some thank yous that we want to give out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Those are at the top of my rundown here. I wrote a whole paragraph here. Let's we thank do- our bosses, Aaron and Jim, for letting us collaborate on this in the first place. Mm-hmm. This started from a tweet. Ash and I were like, hey, let's do a Last of Us podcast. And then they let us do it. And here we are. So thank you to them for helping us, uh, helping ET and comicbook.com come together. We're all under that Paramount umbrella. It doesn't rain under here. It's always sunny. Uh, Our crew behind the scenes, Peter, Richard, Jill, Aaron, John, uh, our MVP who helps me. Everybody's an MVP, but I got to give a huge shout out, as we did earlier, uh, to Trisha, who helped book some awesome guests, including Bella, but also Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Luna, who plays... uh, uh tommy troy troy lamar lamar like trisha helped get those together jim helped us get sam who was a clicker in episode six with us so if you're listen if you're just finding this podcast because bella was on it and we finally uh reached you we've had some awesome interviews you can go back and listen to with some awesome cast members and hopefully next season we're able to do this again i also want to thank you ash you've been an amazing co-host and i know we've both been so busy throughout this podcast it seems like uh, like every week it's gotten busier with things outside of this podcast and you've helped me i when we started the show everybody i said all right i'll do the i'll plan the show notes ash you guys help book the guests and we'll go from there and it has been a very much like help each other uh get through this and make it possible because we've both been so busy and help needed to help each other with this and it's been awesome so yeah you never know how it's going to go when you work with your friends. And it has been the <laughs> easiest, most delightful experience of my life. Um, and we are already searching for more things to do together. So <laughs> yes, hopefully uh, before the last of us season two, which will probably be freaking, I mean, hopefully end of next year, but you know, who knows when we'll get it. It's going to be a considerable gap. We got to find something else to talk about and let people listen to us rant on. Yes. Yes. Let us know what you're interested in. And then thank you to all of our wonderful listeners. I know I have some of my besties text me every week and are like, I think I'm listening to the pod right now. And I'm just so thankful for all of you, everyone who's stuck with us and uh, listen to our little rants. We appreciate it. (laughs) Getting emotional. Getting emotional right now. (laughs) The last of pod season one wrapping. That's the wrap party. That is. 
That's our gratitude moment right there. That's our gratitude. So when we come back, we're going to talk about season two. We're going to talk about The Last of Us 2. So if you have not played The Last of Us 2, you don't want to know anything about it. This is probably your stepping off point. Thank you so much for joining us. But if you want to talk about what's to come, Brandon's got his hat on. We're ready to go. We will be back with spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. See you in a sec. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. And if you were with us before the break, which I assume you are, we are going to be talking about spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two, the second game. Brandon had a spoiler hat on. He is removing it. He's putting it back on um, and he's taking it off and back on. If you can see us, if you're listening, I'm sorry for this. Um, So, okay, we are going to talk about The Last of Us Part Two. This is your jumping off point if you do not want to hear anything about it. Um, Let's dive in. The moment in the show and in the game when you kill the doctor is the most significant point of The Last of Us 2. It sets everything in motion Mm -hmm. because. (laughs) Because that doctor has a daughter. That doctor has a daughter. Absolutely jacked. And she wants revenge. (laughs) She's angry (laughs) rightfully so because her dad was just trying to reverse engineer a cure and someone shot him (laughs) or yes and this episode this finale episode did a tight shot on the dead doctor if you noticed it it's like him just laying on the ground and it's like well that's gonna matter later that is gonna matter later yeah so the last of us two flips the perspective a little bit and and I think in the show, you're a little more like, what is Joel doing? In the game, I was very much like Team Joel, Team Joel until I got to The Last of Us 2. And I was like, oh, there's a whole opposite perspective of this, of people who had their lives turned upside down, who lost hope because now there is no doctor, no cure, nothing, no immune. Um, And yeah, so (laughs) I'm scared to say this out loud. Go ahead. (laughs) So Abby, the daughter of that doctor, gets her revenge by basically hunting, making it her life's mission to hunt down Joel Miller. And she does. And in the beginning of the game, Joel finds this group of people out with Tommy and Ellie, right? They're all there. Uh, and they bring this these people into a house because there's a snowstorm and they get stuck in there. And Ellie, Abby's little teenage nightmares uh, surround Joel and everybody and they hold Ellie down and they beat Joel to death with a golf club. It is, I've never been more infuriated. I wanted to throw the game out to this day. I hate this game. I think I respect the hell out of this game. I think it tells one of the most incredible stories and I think it's an incredible game. I still hate it. I hate that they killed Joel. I'm so, I'm so mad about it. Uh, That said what the story does. I'm real curious about two things in season two. They're going to kill Joel. Like, there's just no way they don't do this moment. I'll be shocked if they don't. No, they're they're going to do it, yeah. So I'm curious how the audience is going to react. I think people are going to be furious and they're going to step off. I think it's going to... I genuinely think there's a good chance a lot of people leave the show. And that's my Walking Dead fan in me. I stuck with The Walking Dead after Glenn died, but I covered The Walking Dead for comicbook.com and those ratings plummeted. And that's not even Rick or Daryl. That's Glenn. And I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody, but Glenn was not the main character in The Walking Dead. He was there from the beginning. He was a character everybody loved. Very much like Joel. But Joel is Joel and Ellie really are the main characters. That's Rick and Daryl. I think, so, even, I mean, even from like a Hollywood perspective, removing Pedro Pascal from the show is going to be rough. It'll be hard. But that's like removing Iron Man and Captain America from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wait, that actually is affecting them. That actually is affecting. And I mean, I mean, you could argue, argue it's like Game of Thrones kills off main characters all the time and survives. But like, it's just, I don't know. This game, this game was really hard for people. It had a lot of backlash. Um, 
some really gross backlash, by the way, like the actors that played Abby got a lot of like threats and stuff. And that was disgusting. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm talking about just like the, the game is hard because it makes you play as Abby, believe in her perspective. And it's just hard to when you spend so much time with Joel. Yeah, that's that is to me the most impressive thing the game does, because basically the first half of the game and I have the game's almost split into thirds, but that last portion is less than a third. So I'll call it halves for the sake of this conversation. The first half of the game you play as Ellie. Uh, and you basically go get revenge on Abby for killing Joel. And one by one, you pick off all these people in Abby's life. All these people, you just massacring Abby's life. And then at the halfway point in the game, you go back to the beginning, essentially. And you play through all of that as Abby. And you see what all of these people meant to Abby and why she killed Joel and why they were with her along the way. And it makes you care about these characters who you know Ellie is about to show up and kill because you already did that as Ellie. So it just shows how... It does a really incredible job of showing how nobody in this in the world, or especially this world, really operates on a black or white side of a moral spectrum. It's yeah. all gray. It's all unclear. They're all their own protagonists. And then unless you're David the Cannibal, <laughs> well, then yeah, you're just pretty much on the the wrong side of morality, one hundred percent. But for the most part, that's what this that that and there's just incredible characters like that Abby ends up you know protecting, and you're like, wow, I'm rooting for Abby now. I want her to protect this kid. And it's just, it, it's an inner conflict for me because I love Joel so much. I love Ellie so much to see something bad happen to them by a person who turns out to be like this good person. You understand why they did what they did the same way you understand why Joel did what he did at the hospital. So what I just said to Bella in that interview, I'm team Joel for, I understand his decision. It's like, well, at the same time, what he did was wrong. Like if, if you remove yourself from Joel, it was wrong. But if you're Joel, it's like, well, that's a hard decision to make. And that's pretty much what The Last of Us Part 2 exemplifies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Said perfectly. We have a clip of Pedro acknowledging that he knows this. Richard, can you can you play this for us? <laughs> the Last of Us. is the, What's that set like? Is it just covered in clickers and spores? Like, what is that? How immersive is that for you? It is covered in clickers and spores and the elements of... Uh, Cal, uh, Alberta, and, and we're having an amazing time. It's totally harrowing, and um, I don't know if we'll make it, but it'll be completely worth it. It is amazing, and I'm having an amazing time. I don't know if I'll make it. Right, well, do you, do you know what happens to Joel? Oh, I do. I do. I do know what happens to Joel. I may not even make it to that. <laughs> right, well, dude, it's a pleasure speaking to you. I can't wait to see the movie tonight. Enjoy. So that was from South by Southwest last year. So almost about a year ago, right about a year ago now. Uh, but he knows what happens to Joel. I mean, at that point, he didn't. He was like, oh, I don't know if we'll get to season two. But now season two is greenlit. It is happening. So we will get that moment. And it will be very tough. It is Red Wedding tough. So it's going to be tough. I, I, I that's going to be an interesting day on the Internet. Anytime I talk to someone who only watches the show and doesn't play the game, and they're like, wow. I'm like, it gets worse. It gets worse. It's going to get worse. I can't wait to see how people react to it. And I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what people thought of this finale who didn't play the game, who didn't know what happens in the hospital, who didn't know this all was coming. Uh, and I'm real curious. I'm real interested to have those conversations with people and see what they thought of this show as a whole and what they thought of this ending and where they think it's going to go in season two. Uh, and it's going to be really impressive if people manage to not get that spoiled. I feel like everybody knew Glenn was going to die on The Walking Dead, even if they didn't read the comic. And most people didn't read the comic. Uh, yeah, so, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't even watch The Walking Dead, but I didn't know that until the episode happened and people started reacting to it. So, Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, this has been a hell of a season of The Last of Pods. I've had a great time. Me too. Me too, bestie. Oh, Ash, this was good. I hope we find something else to rant about and people still want to listen to us. Uh, but this was awesome. We thanked everybody. Thank you to all of them again. Thank you, Ash. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, before we know it, I imagine we will be back here for the last of pods season two. Who knows what the world will look like then? Who knows when that'll happen? But uh, we'll be here for it. And we hope you will join us again then. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Endure and survive. That's what they Bye say in the last of us, right? Bye, everybody. Just look for the light. Bye. Bye.